0: A Lifetime Original
1: Podcast. Hey, everyone. So I hope you've enjoyed the amazing bonus episodes we've shared with y'all over the last few weeks. Wild horses, whew, honey, they blow me away every time. How do they do it? If you haven't listened to them already, go listen. All right? I know I ain't your mama, but I'm just trying to tell you what's best for you. Go listen. I recommend going back to the first episode on Flowers in the Attic and then make your way through all three. So next week, as we already mentioned in yesterday's episode, we will be back with an all-new episode covering the Lifetime Movie Club exclusive movie, Malicious Mind Games. But in the meantime, we're bringing back one from the archives, because starting this Friday, LMN will be coming out with an all-new Keeping Up With The Joneses movie. Okay. Last summer, they released three movies in the series, and this summer, they have a whopping four more for us. Whew, Eddie this is going to be wild, premiering Fridays at 8 p.m. on LMN starting July 8th. So mark your cows. You can also go back and watch the three from last summer on mylifetime.com. And now we're going to replay our episode covering the very first episode in this movie series. And yes, we have special guest, Candy Burris. So go listen to this and then go watch the new premieres. Let me know.
2: Hi, Lifetime lovers. You are about to hear the episode and in it, my audio isn't the best it's ever been. I do have an excuse. I was traveling. I was at my parents, but it it does get a little pitchy. So thank you for bearing with it and bearing with me. Gosh, I don't think I'm going anywhere for a while. It's too much. So sit back and enjoy the episode of me being a little loud.
1: Oh, Megan, we got a plant stand for the plant you gave us. It's still rocking? Wow. It's doing its best. It's like starting to kind of oh, end, but Andy no. is very serious about it. He's like, I have to make this water room temperature because the plant only, re- oh. only takes room temperature. Okay, I'm back. All right. I'm ready. I love a Lifetime movie.
2: It's not enough to just have an accent and have sex with all of a family.
1: I was like, this movie is just surprising me. It's going off the rails.
2: Web and Pam, watch a black woman be mean to this man.
1: (laughs) That is my favorite show. (laughs) Web and Pam, Sunday nights at nine on ABC.
3: (laughs) You're lying!
2: The thing about boarding school is the most diligent students even had free time. You can't imagine the things I've learned in my four years there.
3: I've killed one person today. What makes you think I'm not going to kill another?
2: Hello, and welcome back to another special episode of I Love a Lifetime movie. I am one of your co hosts, Megan Gailey, and I am joined by your other co host, also special, <laughs> Naomi Ekbarigan. Yes, I am.
1: Then that is beautiful. Thank you so much for that boost of confidence, Megan.
2: How are you doing in this very moment? You know, I'm good. I, <laughs> I, I'm i on the road. And you know that I just, yeah. I'm really like, and this is the thing when people talk about like animals, not like being like, oh, he doesn't know where he's sleeping. And it's like about a dog. And you're like, what? <laughs> I am that now that. I. It's like, I can do everything. Uh, for some reason, I, the, do, taking this horse and pony show on the road is very difficult for me though.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear that. I hear that. If you reach an age where Driving you just with can't a
2: microphone, yeah, oof.
1: you reach an age where you just can't rip and run with just like bags of props,
2: you know? No, no, no. <laughs> my my suitcase on the way out here it was overweight.
1: Oh, there's nothing I hate more, and they charged you, didn't they? No. <gasps> wow. How come? What'd you do? Dipped him. <laughs> Okay, honestly, Megan, what you just said is the perfect segue into the movie because <laughs> this movie is about a woman who refuses to play by the rules and uses her yep. money to exert her power. And that's what you did in the that's airport. Right.
2: In the oh, airport. That is right. That is right. This is the first Movie in a new series called Keeping Up with the Joneses. And this movie is called The Wrong Family, starring an executive produced by the one and only Vivica A. Fox and narrated by real housewife icon Queen Candy Burris. Yes, that Candy Burris. And yes, we interview her on this show, on this very episode. <laughs>
1: Okay, Megan's very excited, but maybe you want a a couple of facts before we get into it. Here's the log line of this film, okay? All right. Robin, played by Vivica, is the matriarch of a wealthy and powerful family who dominates life in the seaside town of Pacific Hills. Robin and her four stepdaughters will stop at nothing to protect their business and family after they're threatened. Using scary notes, blackmail, and even murder, whoever is threatening them is determined to destroy the family and everything they've built. But there's nothing the Joneses family won't do to hold on to their power. Because when you mess with them, you are messing with the wrong family. Woo! Wow.
2: I mean, did you hear that? Naomi said scary notes. I did. They were Thrilling. scary.
1: They were scary. It's just that like the word threatening was used like five times and I didn't want to say it every time. You know
2: what I mean? This like, movie is, yeah, this movie is threatening. And it's, there's a, lot <laughs> of, there's a lot of people coming from a lot of different angles that are threatening. Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. You don't know who to trust. Uh, it is all drama.
2: Yes. But what we do need to emphasize is that this is the first in a series of three films. And it does seem like there is groundwork laid in this film that's going to be important. Um, for example, there's like, one of the family members selling drugs. And okay, we okay, okay, Megan,
1: Megan, you're jumping <laughs> ahead. You guys, we're going to get into it from the beginning.
3: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: Ugh, okay. okay, you're right. Naomi, I was giving too many teases. All right, so <laughs> let's start at the very beginning. Oh, my voice cracked. My voice cracked. Okay, so this is the dough of the do-re-me. All right, we open up on a gorgeous Spanish style, one of my favorite architectural styles. Yes, same. Styles. Um, gorgeous. Spanish compound. Um, and then we see the heels of a woman who is laid out on the ground. Heels laid out. And then we see the faces of five gorgeous black women, including the one and only Vivica A. Fox.
1: And they're basically standing around this body and they're discussing whether or not the woman on the ground is dead as they drink <laughs> champagne. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Literally, they're coming up iconic from moment one.
3: Are we sure she's dead? No. I think she's napping. Uh, This is totally gonna ruin the party now. Oh, please. We haven't even served dessert yet. (laughs) What is wrong with all of you? We need to call the police. Uh, Carrie, we can hold off on that. What are you talking about? we hide the body, then we wait until after the party. Mm -hmm. Why? Because all of this is starting to make sense now.
1: Then we get the opening credits. Okay, okay, okay. Immediately, you're like, who's on the floor? Why does Vivica not care? Who are these people? These stunning, gorgeous black women all in different shades of brown. I said, is this an R&B group? We love them.
2: And then we get the voice of an R&B angel. The out, one I and guess. only Candy Burris, who plays the gossip girl, the voice of God mm-hmm. that we need in this film to navigate us through all these different people and all these different circumstances that are happening.
0: Those that know them envy them, those that work for them fear them, <laughs> and those that cross them, well, they rue the day they were ever born.
2: So, First up, we have Robin Jones, played by Vivica. She is the matriarch or, as they call her sometimes, step matriarch, so that complicates (laughs) things. She is the second wife of Theodore Jones, who is a now-deceased billionaire. Robin was left most of his fortune and control of his company.
1: Then we've got oldest daughter Pam, who's the CFO of Jones Enterprises, but she wants more. She wishes she was CEO. Then you got Carrie in charge of the family's charitable work. She's dealing with the philanthropic arm of the company. She might be a good person. We don't really know. She's very serious.
2: Mm -hmm. And then we have Kayla and all we know about her is that she drinks and she has a hot body. And she
1: was also the lead in A Party Gone Wrong. Hello. It's all in the family. And...
2: And so it's very nice to see a friendly face. You know, you go, Kayla, not my Kayla. She's just boozing all the time. There's no way. She was going to college. She was making up with her best friend, um, but not in this one. She's causing problems. And then the baby of the family is Tara. And she is away at a prestigious boarding school. And it looks like she deals drugs.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So... Now we flash back one month earlier, and all the Jones women are in the company boardroom. And Pam is trying to, like, go through some business, and Kayla's hungover. In the packets in front of each of you, you'll find the latest
3: P&L statements for all of the separate divisions of Jones Enterprises. What is and going i just, on here, Pam? You dragged me out of bed before 11 for an emergency company board meeting. This better be about something besides company financials. Uh-uh.
1: Pam finally reveals the real reason she called them in is because they've received another, quote, letter. And the letter says, stay out of Harborside or you'll regret it. This is the fourth threatening letter they've gotten. And of course, and Carrie wants to go to the police again. Carrie, philanthropic, seems to have common Charity sense. Charity
2: girl, yeah, yeah. By the book, she's like the type A. I wanna, I wanna do it. She also has the longest hair, and that's <laughs> usually when when a woman has long hair. They're they're trying to say she is good.
1: <laughs> but and Carrie's like, why don't we just ask Carlos? But if we're not gonna go to the police, then I think we should at least
3: talk to Carlos. Oh. Mm-hmm. You need to go to the restroom. <laughs>
1: And then Kayla's like has to vom, and then they're like, "Well, she's hungover or pregnant." It's like, "Oh, okay, wow, pregnant's a real leap." Um, and
2: so we do, we do learn two kind of tidbits: is that Carlos is a semi estranged half brother yes um that comes out in the course of this conversation and also when carrie says that she wants to go to the police she gets some pushback from pam being like you know that's not a good idea so it's like oh this rich family that like obviously looks great on the outside there are some i don't know if you would call like a a bastard child a skeleton (laughs) deadly secrets Yeah, he's a deadly secret, and he's probably hanging next to the deadly secret about why they can't go to the police because they're getting threatening letters. Exactly, exactly. So Pam decides to go
1: to Carlos's house, and Maria, Carlos's sister, is pissed off. Carlos hasn't returned Pam's calls, and Maria's basically like, yeah, why do you think that is? He don't want to talk to you.
3: Yes. I really, really need to speak with him. Then call
2: him. He's your half-brother, too.
3: When I do, he doesn't return my calls.
2: Huh. Doesn't that tell you something? And it seems like, um, Maria is not the half-sister, but that Carlos's mom was Theodore's housekeeper, maid, um, house manager at some point, and then they had Carlos together. We never see Maria again, but she serves so much anger face that I really would have loved for her to pop up again.
1: I also could really see you as a Maria. You know, someone who just opens the door, reads someone for filth, and then is like, get out of here, and then just close the door. That would be fun for you.
2: Uh, Just two lines of like, why do you think he wouldn't call you? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, like, made that line way longer than it needed to be. Oh, no. This is a peek into my comedic process. Let's (laughs) add words. Okay, so um, Carlos's mom, who's also Maria's mom, is sick, and they have refused to take any money from the Joneses. The Joneses seem like they want to give Maria probably, or Maria's mom, the money she's owed because she did yeah. have a raise a child um but then in addition to that they want to help with her health yeah and it and and they're not taking it so that's i don't know when you won't take like hospital exactly
1: money somebody, thank you suck. i agree suck. but i agree but honestly i'm sorry there's no uh, unless you like you know murder a child i'm going to take your money because if you're trash yeah. you shouldn't have the money you have and so if I can have it mm-hmm. in any way and do anything I want with it, well, absolutely. I'll mm-hmm. drain you dry. Take every dime. Mm-hmm. So I didn't understand. I was like, come on. I was like, you would rather die than take money that you need? I don't know. I can't relate. I can't relate to having, I guess, that kind of, those kind of morals. <laughs> Am I too loose? Yeah. I don't know. if I, Maybe I don't have scruples.
2: So, I mean, I, here's the thing. I, she just doesn't want to take their money because she wants to have nothing to do with them. Yeah. So it's like you almost need an, a non disclosure agreement to be like, you can never talk to me again. You know, like we're not hiding a secret. I just don't want to have your phone number
1: at right. all. Right. <laughs> But I don't know
2: if that's
1: allowed. So after all this, you know, we see Robin and she's at like a fancy social club meeting a rich old white guy named Webb. And if there's anything that says money and power, it is a last name as a first name. Okay. So Webb is a businessman who used to work with Theodore, Robin's deceased husband. And so they go back so many years, and basically he wants to buy Jones Enterprises. And he has asked Mm -hmm. Robin this before, y'all. And Robin was
2: like, Mm -hmm. no, thank you, sir. And Webb also calls Theodore Teddy and... Robin is like he does he did not like that and (laughs) Webb is also like oh we used to come here the first time I ever came to this restaurant was with your husband and Robin is like he hated it here so (laughs) you you get those little like you get those little hints of like Webb can you know wear his blue blazer and get his foie gras but (laughs) Theodore did not like his ass and he did not like foie gras either
3: why don't we just try to enjoy our lunch Shall we, Robin? No, you are the one who invited me here, Webb. So tell me, what exactly do you want? The same thing I have always wanted. And my answer is still going to be the same.
1: Webb is sort of like, he's giving you creep vibes. He's giving you like a touch of threatening because it's like he really wants her to say yes to selling the company. And it's like, it's funny though, because it's like, you guys have got to watch this. This is on LMN, by the way. But you have to watch because like, you can't intimidate Vivica. You know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. being creepy and Vivica is just drinking some red wine and staring him down like, go ahead, bitch. Like, that is like my favorite thing about her is that she just is so unruffled no matter what happens in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like you try to intimidate her and it's not it.
3: I'm already a very rich woman. Mm. Yes, but now it's commingled with your stepdaughters. Which is exactly the way my husband wanted it.
1: So then we finally see Tara, the youngest daughter, and she's in a Catholic schoolgirl uniform and she's sneaking around and she's basically selling drugs in the bathroom
2: stall. So it's like, okay. And this is, this was what I was teasing earlier of like, this does not come into play ever again in this film. Um, (laughs) And I, I still need to know what kind of drugs does she get caught? Right. Tara is so much younger than these other sisters. Like, (laughs) There is like there uh, we I hope one of the films
1: solely focuses on her. (laughs) So even though Maria was like, Carlos doesn't want to talk to you, Carlos does end up coming to see Pam and listen to this conversation they have when Pam lays out the deal.
3: The company has been getting letters, letters, threatening letters. So what do you want me to do about it? Well, you're a detective. Why don't you make a formal complaint to the department? We would prefer to handle this informally. So I'm guessing everything's not on the up and up. Look, are you gonna help us or not? Will I help you? No! Of course I won't help you. Even if I went through the proper channels, it would be a conflict of interest. Because we're family. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what can you do? I can refer you to somebody.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay, unrelated, when we first when we first see Carlos, I'm like, he is hot. Interesting. And yeah, and the and um Pam's assistant is like, there's a guy here to see you. He said it's personal. He's cute. So I'm not the only one. And I remembered that because I was like, I'm going to get pushback on this, but I'm going to say Angela, I think was her name, um, Ange, who, well, I guess here's the thing. Now I'm just quoting that a character thinks someone's hot and not an actual person. So, all right, you got me again. Never mind. Well, I just
1: can't agree. He really gives me, um, I don't know. He just, I don't know what it is about him that I'm like, eh. It's like basic. He's aggressively basic.
2: You're thinking of Carlos and his hair at the end of the film. And what I'm saying is Carlos and his hair at the beginning of the film are in check. And I like it. (laughs) And honestly, I see a little twinkle in Pam's eye.
1: Oh, my God. You are out of control. They are blood relations. (laughs) Okay. But we all know Pam actually, when it comes to who she's sleeping with, Pam is a little loosey-goosey, which we're going to get to a bit later.
2: (laughs) We do meet a new white man who is old, and he lives in a mansion, and he (laughs) is on the phone with Pam, and we find out that he is, like, their company lawyer, their corporate lawyer. And he's like, you're too close to this situation. Um, You're not the right person to handle this. And she's like, I'm too close to the situation because it's about my family. And he goes, I'm rich and I'm white. (laughs) And then that's sort of the end. (gasps) So Carlos,
1: you know, who's, you know, doesn't seem like he's really going to be that helpful.
2: Exactly. And you know why? Because he is a detective.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But then he goes to a bar and meets up with his friend, Jess, played by (gasps) Deadly Mile High's very own
3: Alison McAtee. I will have a glass of your most expensive scotch and a separate glass of ice. Okay, hey, um, I might have to charge you if I double. Then You don't want me to make it triple. And, you know, can you bring him another beer, too, please? Thank you, Matt. You told them I don't come cheap, I hope. I did. think you, I do. <laughs> that I know.
1: She's our favorite wow. deranged flight instructor. Again, we've now got I... two Lifetime family leads. Yes.
2: And, and I was like, when I saw her, I felt a calm come <laughs> up for me. Like, I truly was like, oh my God, I re- I know that she was deranged in that film, but I yeah. always liked her. Um, and now I got the vibe, she wasn't going to be deranged in this film, and yeah. I was so excited to be like, we! I can't wait to just see her shine, and not have to be pushing people out of planes, you Yeah, because she didn't want to do that. It was just because her old boyfriend died, and then she thought he was reincarnated as a younger, hotter version. <laughs> and None of that happens in that in this film. So that is good. Okay, so she used to work with Carlos. She was a detective. You get the sense that maybe she did something naughty. Yes. And she's no longer a cop, but she does do like PI work. And so obviously they're in
1: cahoots. And initially I was like, are they a couple? Is there like a sexual past yeah. between them? But I don't think so. I think they're meant to just be no. buds. But- they're like yeah. in this darkened bar and Carlos is like always smoldering at people so it just feels like does he have a sexual past with everybody so anyway
2: well and Jess is, I forgot this too, Jess is kind of like funny and cool um and you get the you get like a hint of it in this scene because he's like they're sending threatening letters and she's like ooh okay Jess is making fun of the fact that people are afraid of letters right? <laughs> and we did the same thing Oh my
1: God, she's so funny. Next thing you know, we've got the girls back in the boardroom and they want Carrie to pay for Jess through the charities fund so that like no one catches wind.
3: Why would I pay for it? Oh no, I don't mean you personally. I mean, run it through the charities. I know what you mean Pam, but why in the world would we run it through the charities? I mean, security is a legitimate overhead expense.
1: The whole thing with the Joneses is not only do they not want people looking into their finances and how they get all the property they get, they also don't want to ruin the facade that everything is perfect and that they're good. So, okay, well, (laughs) pick a lane. So, they start to like bicker about it and then Vivica shuts them down. Okay, I shouldn't be calling her Vivica. She's
2: Robin, but it's just Vivica. Anyway, (laughs) Robin. Even now, I'm taking. Now I'm taking back that they have to pick a lane. The reality is this is true progress because white companies Mm -hmm. have been pretending to be good while being evil since the inception of this country. And so I actually I do want Jones Enterprises to be corrupt and also donate to charities. Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) But like they start to argue about it. But then Robin is basically like web wants to buy the company. Like we don't, we can't even fight about this. Cause we got old ass yeah. web coming up in here, not taking no forward answer. And then they get all mm-hmm.
2: anxious. Yeah. They just hear Webb and go. Hmm, ah! Webb. Okay. So then we see Pam's assistant, the one that I share romantic interests with. Um, and her name is Angie. Yes, oh she my is. God. Yeah. Way yeah. to go, Meg. I wonder if, <laughs> that's just because I read this earlier today and did remember. Okay. So she is on her way home, and the Jess, the private investigator, approaches her. I thought it seemed like they knew each other, but they did not. No, just, I did not like,
1: get that vibe at
2: all. No, I think it was just like actors that probably just had lunch together and we're like, oh, hi, hi, you know. (laughs) Jess asks Angie who would want to hurt the Joneses. And she's like, I don't know. And then has this semi-helpful epiphany. You know how I said there are a lot of folks that don't like them. Yeah. That's completely true. But I get the feeling they don't like each other even more. Well, all right.
1: Uh, So now you got to look within the family and outside of the family. And this is damn near impossible to solve. Uh, Now, throughout all of this, Kayla, you know, the one who threw up in the board meeting at the top of the movie, she has like... yeah thrown up again she has a british husband william she's Mm -hmm. you know then she like gets a pregnancy test but she's like we Mm -hmm. don't know what it says we see her face but we don't know what it says so as all of this is Mm -hmm. happening with the business kayla is basically like am i a mommy so she's dealing with Mm -hmm. all of that you know she's feeling insecure and it's like do you love me it's like oh lord kayla i'm worried about you if you are pregnant i'm very worried and if you're not pregnant I'm still worried.
2: (laughs) No, and no one in like it's been like teased and hinted like maybe she's pregnant, and like they're saying it as a joke because she is drunk so often, right? Um, Right. So it does seem as though the family does not. They, I mean, they don't even think of Kayla as like a
1: real person. Right. It's so weird. Okay, then the next big event again, these people are rich. They have a compound. So, what do you do on a compound? You host a gala. Yes. So, they're having a charity gala at the house, and Robin is telling Pam to stay away from Webb. He's probably going to be here. Like, don't, Why you know, avoid of- him. This this is the thing about, like, rich people and business people. I know. It's, like, all this stuff that you're supposed to do, like, propriety, we must invite Webb. Or maybe he made a big donation, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's also what they do. And
2: then you have to have someone you hate at your house.
1: Exactly. And I'm like, absolutely not.
2: Okay, so the best part of this scene is that at some point, Robin basically forgets what the gala is for, and Pam has to remind her.
3: Uh, Autism?
2: Diabetes.
3: Diabetes. (laughs) If only people would have some discipline, if they wouldn't live off of fast food, none of this would be necessary. <laughs> no, Robin, it's the other kind, the kind that you're born with.
2: <laughs> I love this.
3: <that. laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god, it's so funny because she's real. like, "This felt it so also, real." <laughs> but it also felt like I was like, "It's interesting to put something like that in the mouth of a black person because that's because vi- what you're seeing is the extent to which wealth." determines this kind of thinking you know like regardless of Mm -hmm. what your race is when you have so much money that every single problem in your life can be cared for you look at other people and are like why don't you have discipline and i just thought it was so funny she is like she is wild robin is cracking me up this whole motion picture
2: well she is an evil stepmother but it's mm-hmm. just being played by someone we like and in a way that's interesting because no character is all bad. That's why that's why so right. many villains are getting origin stories now because it is like, well we <laughs> are interested in what made them this way. And right. it's like I'm sure Robin has been through some shit. And now instead of punching up, you know, to web, she's punching down to people that have diabetes. I know. I know. It's so
1: Once the party gets in gear, Kayla is like in a bad mood and she's like, Oh, this is such a waste of money, like all attitude. And I'm like, It's literally for children with diabetes.
2: And she says, It's a waste of money. And I think it's a write off too. You know,
1: like it's a charitable write off. I know, I'm like, What's your problem? But Kayla sees her fiance, William, at the bar talking to another woman. And she basically just like walks over to interrupt them. Like she is like so funny because she's like, like introduces herself and like gets on top of William. Like she's really like, we gonna shut this down. Yeah. Have you ever done that, Megan? Like, if you and CJ are out, it, you know, and a lady is giving him some attention, you know, he's uh, he's a hip hop Filipino king. I see. I think women uh-huh. are coming into the world. Yeah. What do you do?
2: I've shut down my mom talking to CJ. <laughs> I've gone. We're okay. Enough. Thank you. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs>
1: I have. <laughs> okay, so you're like Kayla, you will just w- go over there and just shut it down.
2: Yes, and we we know at some point in this film that he is not a good guy. Right. So like Kayla, we it may come across as like Kayla just give him, but it's like no, he's bad. She needs he yeah. he can't talk to the mirror. You know, like, he he shouldn't be looking anywhere at any... I think I combine anywhere and anybody into (laughs) anywhere. Don't look at any bear. Um, So, then we have, like, an interstitial scene that we don't really even need to reference for the point of this film, but it did confuse me. That (laughs) Baby Tara was at the party drinking with a waiter, but they don't know she's at the party. And I just... (laughs) That's that's it. That's the beginning I know. And end of my
3: confusion.
1: She's a, she's supposed that's, to be a boarding school, which is five hours away. And considering she sells drugs at school, I can't imagine she has to come to a party just to get some drinks. So
2: it's not right. making sense. And I took for some reason whenever I hear boarding school, I think East Coast, and so I'm like, what? I was very confused. Um, but then we see Pi Jess approach Carrie, and she's trying to pry. From her, and the conversation goes in a way that made me be like, maybe, maybe Carrie is bad. Oh, really? She, like, is she is so adverse to talking to Jess? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's because you know Carrie again; she's such a
1: wanna-be do-gooder, and I think she's probably still mad that like they're not going with a real cop, and that she's getting paid secretly. And it's like, mm-hmm.
2: uh, Carrie, you have to get over it. If you want this woman to do her job, you got to give her all the tea. Yeah. But then when she, they're, like, parting ways, Jess is like, oh, by the way, the caviar's out. <laughs> what? Oh, my god! It was
1: very fun and rude. But trust me, if you like fun and rude, you are going to love what happens next. <sighs> so, Robin told Pam before the party started, avoid web. Don't deal with web. So, who do we get to? Pam and Webb inside the house alone while Carrie is giving a speech. And this is the moment when this became my new favorite soap opera. Listen to this conversation.
3: Webb, I thought I smelled something. I was going to check my shoe. (laughs) Well, no one ever accused you of being as classy as your mother. Stepmother. I was wondering if you might be able to find some time soon for us to get together. Okay, have your people reach out about something the week after hell freezes over. (laughs) Remember this, my dear, that which takes decades to build, takes mere seconds to destroy. You know, Webb, I actually have to admit, you are looking exceedingly fit for your years. Well thank you for noticing I do what I can. That is good. Why is that? Because if you're not off of my property in 30 seconds, I'll have you thrown out on your ass Jesus <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pam is just I, not subtle she's like you are trash get out of here and
2: he keeps like walking into these like, you know like she'll be like you look good and he's like I do and she's like for horse shit <laughs> and then she's like wow you must be having a nice day he's like am I and she's like yeah for a devil worshiper <laughs> like he, he, it keeps happening yeah. and he just keeps walking into it thinking she's all of a sudden gonna be nice to him after she's been so mean to him the I whole know.
1: time I know it
2: is so. Love funny. them. They should take that act on the road. Truly, <laughs> Web and Pam watch a black woman be mean to this man.
1: Um. <laughs> that is my favorite show. Web and Pam <laughs> Sunday nights at nine on ABC. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, so party is done. Robin is taking off her shoes. She is relaxed. I'm laughing (laughs) because I just can't believe what's coming up. She is relaxing. She is kicking her feet up and having a glass of champagne when her maid, Clara, comes in. Someone left a package for you, ma'am. It says confidential. Would you like me to bring it up?
3: Hmm. No. You can open it for me
1: what in what world in what world is a woman with robin's level of like control and focus just letting people open up her confidential mail also it has no return label it's got nothing it's the epitome of sketch and i felt like clara should have known that she should she shouldn't just said oh there's a package for you she'd be like there's a package that does not say who it's from and it says confidential and what appears to be blood (laughs) even though i know it's just like marker but it's like yeah. That's, how you, that's
2: how you set it up, Clara. Don't be coy. This thing is creepy. So, um, Clara goes down to open the package, and then the camera cuts to an angle outside of the house, and there's a massive explosion we see. Wow. Woo. Wow. I mean, true, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I was waiting for Clara's body to be blasted out of the house. Like... <laughs> Jazzy Jeff getting tossed from the foyer. I mean, it is a, it, I really was not expecting it.
1: I know, especially because we're at a party, right? And there is, and we, from the opening, in the opening of the film, right? They're standing around, drinking champagne at a party and there's a body. So immediately I was like, oh, is this the body they were standing around? And then I realized, I'm like, no, because that body got exploded. So it's like, so It's already like, okay, this isn't even the person we thought was dead. You see what I'm saying? There's already two bodies. And so it's like, okay, well, we still don't know what happened in the opening scene. So I was like, this movie is just surprising me. It's going off the rails. No,
2: and it... it It feels like a massive escalation from someone using a calligraphy pen to building a bomb and driving it up to the mansion, you know, like, so the sisters are at the house. Um, They're up in Robin's bedroom, which apparently has no structural damage, despite us seeing a explosion rocket to its core. Um, So all the daughters are there. Except for Tara.
1: But the whole thing is Carrie's like, well, someone's dead now. Can we get rid of this random ass shady P.I.? (laughs) Um, And Robin's like, no, we need to keep Jess on to investigate Webb. So it's just like, Mm. you know, and this is where it gets a look know as Megan said, because it's like, we saw Tara drinking with a waiter, but then we don't see her after the bomb. So then I had a moment where I was like, okay did Tara plant the bomb she seems like pretty bratty and I mean that's slightly I mean that's insane for her to do it but we don't we don't know where she is the next scene we see she's at school and she accidentally hits a teacher then she has to go to the principal and the principal is the mother Annie's mother from Deadly Mile High Club you know we love this woman. Wow. She's a tough as nails broad. She's the when you're yes. abroad, that's her. And she's a principal. You struck a teacher,
3: not on purpose. Besides, Mister
0: Ames should have stuck his nose where it doesn't belong.
2: He's threatening to sue you. You know?
0: Or what? A fat
2: lip? Your mother won't be happy about this.
0: My mother is
1: dead. Oh, she says it was such venom that I'm like, well, what if she like dropped off a bomb and then just like drove back to school?
2: <laughs> wow. Wow. I see, once we see um, Principal, um, Deadly Mile High, I'm like, when are Principal and Jessica going to meet? You know? Like, yes. When are we going to get to see them yes. like, in, a different, in a different lifetime universe yes. joint?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, but that's
2: all we ever see of the Principal. Spoiler. You know. I mean, we kept rooting for her to come back. But I do think since it is such an iconic actress and we keep saying, we want more terror, we want more Tara, that she's going to be in the later films.
1: Right. Right, right, right. So after the explosion, Carla checks in with Jessica and she's saying she's not even sure the bomb is related to the letters. And you're like, What? Oh, boy. I say, like, Jessica, nope. Jessica, yes, it is. You can't, they don't have this many people
2: gunning for them at the same time. Do you know what I'm saying? But she's, she says she's working an angle. And Carlos is like, My hair is getting taller. <laughs> okay. So, Then we are back at Kayla's. We have had this damn cliffhanger of is she pregnant or not for like 30 minutes now. And she gives a little reveal that I believe is a tiny bassinet, like a Monopoly piece. Oh, is that what that was?
1: Okay, I did not. I I did not put that together. But
2: maybe she bought it when she was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) No.
3: Yes? Are you sure? I went to the doctor's today. I'm doing January. <laughs> this little guy, he's going to be a giant among men. <laughs> or a gal.
1: I really was hoping it was just being hung over because I, this family is off the rails. I can't believe we're adding someone new to it. Y'all, let's take a quick break so we can all settle after this news.
2: So now Robin has a new maid since the last maid blew up and (laughs) when it comes in- Okay, would
1: never work there. Can you imagine going somewhere where they're like, we need you to start right away. The last person blew up from opening a package. (laughs) I would be like, no, thank you, sir. I will just not pay my rent this month.
2: Uh, i go, I need three weeks vacation. Two is not going to cut it. Two is not going to cut it. I need three. The last employee blew up. No, I need three. Okay, so Webb comes in and he's like, I'm so sorry your maid blew up. Um, (laughs) And then he suggests it could have been an accident, which is kind of confusing because it's like no one asked you. Right. And then they cheers to life, which is rude because a woman did just blow up. Very rude. Feet away. Mere feet away. Um, And then Robin says she's actually reconsidering his offer and um, that they just need to like put the numbers together and they're going to make this happen. But then Robin picks up his glass and she doesn't, she doesn't roofie him, but she like keeps the glass in a bag.
1: Yeah. She's bagging it for DNA, baby. You know about that DNA. Yeah. Now Tara's back home, all suspended She's very angsty, this Tara. And I agree with you, Megan, that we've got to see more about this one's backstory. And as Carrie is coming into the house, she hears this conversation between Tara and Robin.
2: Don't you threaten me.
3: You're such a disgrace to this family. Your father,
2: your father. Don't talk about my father. You think he loved you? No, you were just a side
3: piece who got lucky. A side piece? No, no, no! Stop it! Stop it! What in God's name is the matter with the both of you? I told her that no stepdaughter of mine would be living underneath my roof if she's supposed to be in school.
2: You're only my stepmother because you slept with my dad for money. (sighs) (sighs) I love a slap. I love a woman-on-woman slap. Absolutely. And also Tara deserved to get slapped
1: that time. I will say this. It's not like I could, I do not condone violence or child abuse, but you know what Chris Rock used to say, every kid gets three key ass whoopings. And one of them is the like talking rude. You just do it one time. So they never do it again. Mm -hmm. So Robin was basically just like, Tara, don't talk to me like that. Slap. Yeah. And now they'll be back to being cool. I don't know. Makes sense to me. Especially but then again, I'm never having family. children.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, and and you can slap my child. <laughs> um, absolutely. <laughs> So next we see, okay, now this next scene is so insane. Pam is taking a shower, and then a masked intruder comes into the house and starts looking around, doing stuff, and then comes up from behind her, puts his hand over her mouth. She is, like, struggling, fighting, and then he pulls off his mask, and it's Kayla's fiancé. William. William
1: is acting as a mass intruder, but it's not because he's there to like attack her. Because they immediately start making out and they move to the bed. Okay. So it's like not
2: only, yeah, not only is this an affair, it's also like a murder kink. Right, it's a it's a robber. King? An, it's an assault. It's an it's an
1: assault. King. I mean, it's also like look. There's no doubt in my mind that Pam lives in an upscale shishi neighborhood. I need to know yeah. how William's ass is able to skulk around in all black and like a balaclava and not get caught. <laughs> so he, like, That's walks
2: an up. excellent point. That's an excellent point.
1: But it's a very oh boy. it's a very who So see see. Pam up in here sleeping with her sister's fiance.
2: And William tells Pam that Kayla is pregnant and Pam is like, okay, great. You can get a ton of nannies and then we (laughs) can still have our affair. (laughs) They they start talking about whether or not Kayla and him are going to get a prenup while he's laying in bed naked to her sister, which it's like, how good is the prenup going to be? Exactly. (laughs) Listen to this.
3: As you know, I was told I have to sign a prenuptial agreement before I marry Kayla. I sort it was standard for anyone marrying into the family. No exceptions. Yes, well, I'm thinking now it really isn't in my best interest. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but unfortunately, that decision is not really up to you. <sighs> isn't it? Well, well, well. Seems I underestimated you, Mr. Williams. Story of my life. But what if I decide to tell Kayla? about all of it you won't why not because you're not stupid
1: okay so william got his angle too you see what i'm saying yeah he ain't even in the family yet and he already playing games he knows enough to know i bet he picked kayla as the one to like marry because she's not very bright and often drunk so he knew he could get over on her i think
2: oh god and then yeah and And I mean, and so Pam's like, he's a bad guy. So she's never going to fall in love with him. She just wants to have sex with him. Absolutely. Oh boy. And she's like, I'm busy. She's like, I'm busy. My sister brought a man here. So I'll just sleep with him, I guess. (laughs) I can't go find one.
1: (laughs) And so of course, but after this, you know, Pam is like, you're a son of a bitch. Get out of here. You know? So it's like very, it's like, are they over? Or is this again, just like a little tiff they get into and he'll be back. We don't know.
2: And we, and we don't really know, and the next time we see everyone, including William, they're all gathered together at the beautiful compound, and Kayla are, and William are telling the rest of the family about their pregnancy and that they are not going to push the wedding back. They're actually going to move it up, and they want to have it at the house.
3: So, Robin, if you didn't know about any of this, why did you call us out here? Nothing. We can discuss it later. No, Robin, you said it was important. What was it? oh it's not nearly as important as this i can promise you that to the new edition of the family cheers
1: and everyone cheers but it's obvious that nobody likes this do you know what i mean no. like it's it's like no one Ugh. even likes
2: the baby and it's not even born <laughs> no, it's like people are like
1: <laughs> no one even likes this baby and it's all very uncomfortable but you think ooh, kayla's happy William is like Ready to be in the family In case that's a good thing Either way She should be riding Mm -hmm. high And then Kayla finds a receipt In William's Mm -hmm. pockets As she's like sorting through stuff For dry cleaning And she Mm -hmm. like Immediately is like Livid And when he comes home She confronts him about an affair And he Of course Gaslights her Listen to this
3: But I am telling you right now Infidelity I won't tolerate it. That's good. Because I would never do that. Trust. That's the most important thing for
2: me, Kayla. I hate William. Okay, it's from a strip club. So, wh- whatever, dog. But also, she's confronting you about something, and we know that you're also having sex with her sister. Like, right. he's, doing, he's doing... Oh, right. Things. That's like... Sep- like no I way.
1: see. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. No, there's
2: no way that he just has one affair. Like, mm-hmm. he's got... A lot, a lot going on. Do you think she's putting up with this just because he's British? Maybe, but he's not even that
1: hot. Like, if you're going to be British, you also have to come through with, like, really intense hotness. Mm -hmm. That's just what I'm going to say. That's just what I'm going to say.
2: It's not enough to just have an accent. Yeah, no. You, uh, you can't. It's, it's not enough to just have an accent and have sex with all of a family. <laughs> okay, so then we see our boarding school queen, Tara. She's in the car and she sees a message that makes her say, well, well, well. And that's all we get in that scene. Wow.
1: Carlos and Jess are meeting again at their favorite bar. They just love to sit with two scotches. And yep. she starts asking him about Webb. And saying, you know, something about Webb isn't right. And then she puts Carlos on the spot and is like, is there anything you need to tell me? You know, meaning, like, you know, mm. is there some information you got?
3: I realize my family hired you, but your loyalty, your loyalties to me.
1: So you're like, OK, that's a red flag, red flag, red flag. Oh,
2: then we see Kayla and she is admiring a baby bump that is not there. she mm-hmm. It's like a, maybe she had a big dinner bump and <laughs> she is looking at it. And then William hugs her, but then is like, you've been drinking. And she's like, I can have, the doctor says I can have a glass of wine every day. And I <laughs> actually, I truly, I, I, I think I have a very liberal and progressive view on, Oh, uh, how, I just, I had never heard. I had never heard that you could have a glass of wine every day.
1: Yeah, I didn't think it was every day. I know you could have a glass maybe from time to time, but certainly not every day. But this is like, this is also why it's like, she's been pregnant for like two days. And the fact that she yeah. is having wine does not bode well for the next nine months, especially considering That's she's probably gonna find out that her husband is sleeping with her sister at some point. I'm like, yeah. oh, spaghetti is. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. So I just thought, okay, this is not going to... And well
2: well and it's also like i i think maybe i'm judging kayla um but kayla is a character that already like they've set up does this so i think if it was like carrie being like no they said you can have two you can have two packs of cigarettes a day i'd be like carrie knows (laughs) but since it's kayla i'm already taking the position of the rest of the family like this drunk pregnant idiot (laughs) Um, but like I I don't even, I should be on her side, you know? Yeah. Because her husband sucks and maybe she does need a drink. I know. Okay. So now Jessica is with. Other rich white man, the lawyer, whose name is Mr. Burns, which I do think is funny. Absolutely. They went quintessential rich names for this. (laughs) Um, And she asks if Webb has approached him about purchasing the company. And Burns says that Webb isn't a killer. And Jessica agrees with that. So they think Webb maybe is into like shady corporate business. Right. But he would not blow up a maid. Right. He would not blow up a maid. Yeah. So they're like, who is the killer? And Lawyer Mr. Burns says it's got to be someone close to them and that she's asking all the right right questions. questions. Yeah, it's
1: real ominous. Mr. Burns is by (laughs) Mr. Burns. I couldn't like think about it without thinking of The Simpsons, which just made it very funny to me. Now, this next party, again, because this is what the Joneses do, they sit in the boardroom but do very little work, but then they have a lot of parties.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And. It's the wedding day? Yes, wedding day. They moved it up.
1: Wow, wow, wow. It's amazing what you can do when yeah. you have money because this is a put-together, gorgeous affair. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And at the wedding, Carrie approaches Carlos and thanks him for recommending Jess. And she explains, like, everyone's on edge because of the notes and the bombing. And, you know, Carlos is like, well, hopefully it'll be over soon. And he, like, chugs his champagne.
2: And it's so... And he, yeah, he looks, like, he gives an, evil look yeah 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 very evil i mean i think we should have known earlier but at that point i was like oh i think it's carlos
1: oh did you well here at this point jet jess is at the wedding i'm like did you actually get an invite or are you just walking around
2: no she likes caviar
1: yep and she sees pam and william having like a whispered argument. And basically uh-huh. Pam is like, okay, my sister's pregnant now. I guess we got to stop this. And him being like, we have something. And it's like, what? Will, William, uh-huh. what you have is this weird role play where you pretend to kill the woman. I just don't yeah. understand. And then as Jess is watching all this, you just see, and him.
2: and and I think I almost get the vibe that Jess is watching this as like this is interesting, T. Right? Like, yeah, she knows it's not even involved in her investigation. Oh.
1: she's just like, ooh. <laughs> oh, see, I thought she was like looking like okay, I might finally I, I, get some answers in was, this whispered conversation. She was
2: obviously she was, but I took it as like ooh gossip. <laughs> but you are right. As she is watching this whisper fight, we see a a black gloved hand. Rip over her face. And pull her away.
1: Jess has been pulled away. Now, I'll tell you that. I did not see it coming. I did not for a second think that Jess was about to get grabbed. With everybody in this family and all the craziness they've been doing, I did not think Jess was the one about to get grabbed. Yeah.
2: Did you see it? Well, I was trying to figure out, who the shoes could be and we see all the sisters so there's just not a lot of other women that are options. Right.
1: Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I thought it could be someone random. Like, you know, again, part of this like scaring them or like showing them like I'm serious. But...
2: Mm -hmm. Again,
1: I mean, you were on the right track.
2: Yeah, because the next thing we see is Pam on the phone and Tara comes in and she says, we need to talk now. Okay, so then we cut to all the Jones women and it is the scene that we saw earlier in the film. So it's like, we're now back to the present, basically. And all the Jones women are gathered around the heels and now we see that the dead body they're looking at is Jess's, the private investigator.
1: And everyone but Carrie, the good one, agrees to hide the body until after the party. Oh, my God. I can- Honey, you can't keep up with the Joneses. You can't keep up with people hiding bodies during weddings. There's no way. That's what keeps you at the top of your game. So, then Robin is in her room fixing herself a drink. Now, I do need to know why, with a wedding going on, you had to go upstairs to have, like, a secret drink. Who knows? But then Carlos
2: comes in and his hair is so tall that at this moment, I said, if I, if I had an inkling that it was Carlos, now I know it's Carlos. That's how he has the hair of the killer.
1: (laughs) That is so true. But it, but then they have this conversation and just listen to all this.
3: Just answer me one question, Robin. Sure. How did you know it wasn't Webb? But it was. It was Webb. He was the one who sent the letters. But what you didn't know, what you couldn't have known because I didn't tell anyone, not even Jess Wilson, was that the letters were sent anonymously, untraceable from a Dropbox. But the first letter, the first letter was sent in an envelope and on the glue of the envelope seal was a partial print A print that matched Webb Devereaux's. It would make sense that it was Webb Devereaux who sent the letters. He was either trying to scare me into selling the company or pull out of Harborside, a development which he had his eyes on too. But what didn't make sense was the fact that he would want me dead. But you would. With me dead, you would get your share of the money Right away, you knew that my husband Theodore promised your mother that he'd always take care of you. And with that money, you could pay for her treatment and it would no longer be considered charity.
1: Okay, and as this is happening, Carlos puts on black leather gloves and says Robin has no evidence. And then you think, okay, okay, well, maybe Robin's about to get got, but you know that can't happen to Vivica. And then suddenly, all four stepdaughters walk into the room. Listen to this.
3: Quite the theory indeed. Only one thing. And that is, you don't have any evidence. None that link me to the house bomb. Oh, but we do, Carlos. You knew where the security cameras were located and what they covered. So you told the delivery driver where to go and what to do. And sure enough, Our cameras didn't catch anything, but what did catch something is the security cam at the gas station down at the bottom of the hill. You know, the one that every car that comes up this hill has to pass? Just talked to the owner. Nice guy. Turns out he had a record. She might have flashed her badge. He didn't want any trouble. (laughs) Even if you somehow managed to get a video of the cars at the relevant time, there's no possible way you could tie them to me. Jess ran the plates. So you would know I was nowhere near here the night of the bombing?
2: Hmm, but the car that you rented was. Once Jess ran the plates, it was easy to figure out who reserved that specific car. Trust me, rental companies are a lot easier to hack than the utilities. You're lying! The thing about boarding school is the most diligent students even had free
3: time. You can't imagine the things I've learned in my four years there. I've killed one person today. What makes you think I'm not going to kill another? Come on, Carlos, it's over. You can see that. When does she confront you, Carlos? I offer to split it with her. My inheritance. If she would just keep her mouth shut, and stay quiet about this whole thing. Without her, none of you have any evidence. None of you. And you know what she said to me? Hmm. She told me to go to hell, so I had no choice. You had a choice,
1: Carlos. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay, a gas station
2: camera? A gas station camera! And Tara cracked the case by hacking, and that is what we know— that's why we needed a young person, you know? Like— Kayla's not going to able to hack. She's still worried about her marriage and her baby. So it's like we did need this drug dealing debutante that she was the key. Um, and it, it honestly feels like this is bonding for the family.
1: It really is the first time you see them all on the same side. Definitely. Definitely. And the fact that they come to Robin's side, right, after really not being into her, especially Tara, considering the last time Tara saw Robin, Robin slapped her in the face. You're right. But the thing I still don't get, you know, it's like, why does he kill Jess? And he says he offered Jess half of his inheritance, but she told him, nope. And so he had no choice. Okay, Carlos. How do just like you had no choice but to make your hair real big and crazy, you always have a choice.
2: Also, they kept offering you money. Like, so it's like, it, you know, it obviously wasn't about the money. He just wanted to inflict inflict hurt and pain on them. I don't know. It, I I honestly, like, with how the sisters operate, I thought it was going to be one of them doing something shady to the others. I really did.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what? That can't be possible because this is about the wrong family. Because in that moment, Robin pulls a gun and shoots Carlos. Where even was the gun, y'all? That's just... Where? That's how Robin rolls. she just be having guns. And then she mirrors it by saying, I had no choice. Wow. (laughs) And she's like, this is what happens when you mess with the wrong family.
2: Film one, this is film one, and we already have a blown up maid, we don't know how Jess got killed, and a shot a strange half-brother.
3: Whoo!
1: talk about a setup, talk about a setup. The next two movies, I've, I mean, and you know the next two movies gotta go even wilder. I know. It's gotta go even wilder. I know. I mean, it's gotta heighten, it's gotta go even crazier. The next two movies are sure to be wild, and they are called Keeping Up with the Joneses, the wrong letter. And keeping up with the Joneses, the wrong blackmail.
2: Okay. Wow. Such a such a um, male-based series. A lot of parcels. I think we should have gotten the USPS involved. Absolutely. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. We're only 33% of the way through.
1: <laughs> so, Megan, now we've come to my favorite part of the show. The moment where we discuss who the real hero and real villain is of the keeping up with the joneses family actually is. Now, yes, yes, Carlos planted a bomb, okay? Yes, yeah. Carlos shot Jess. Yes, Carlos was about to kill Robin.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: But there's still other villains here. There's still yes. more villainy.
2: I Yeah, who do you who do you find to be the villain? The real villain?
1: You know what? I really could not stand Webb. Oh. Webb, you know, he's not a killer, but he's shady. And he like, again, so for years, right? If we're saying he called Theodore Teddy, which is an infantilizing name, do not call a grown black billionaire Teddy if he don't want you calling him Teddy. Right. You're right. he He don't respect the Joneses, honey. He don't respect them. And... I don't trust him, and I think he's gonna. If he's coming up in the next two films, mm-mm, 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 Webb is gonna do some dirty. I promise you.
2: I'm so shocked that you didn't say William.
1: Well, that is another option.
2: <laughs> okay, real hero. I mean, it honestly has to be the principal. From Deadly Mile High Club because if she hadn't sent Tara home with a suspension, Tara wouldn't have been able to hack into the footage and accounts to figure out that it was Carlos who rented the van.
1: Wow, okay, that's a nice one. I was really grasping for another hero. I was gonna say the woman running the Diabetes Foundation. Not Carrie, but the actual. Oh, I
2: loved her. I loved her. I also, I also think Clara is a hero gone but not forgotten.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, Megan, quite honestly, I feel like we have just been talking so we could finally get to the part of this that makes life worth living. And that is our special guest and narrator of the film, Candy Burris. You know Candy from Real Housewives of Atlanta. You know Candy as a songwriter, a singer. You know her as an actor on The Shy. I mean, she's giving you all of it. I mean, where do we even begin? You know what I mean? There's so many questions. What do you, you know, what do you want to find out from Candy?
2: Uh, I can't wait to talk to her about Bolo.
1: What? You mean be on the lookout? That's what it means in police language. What's a bolo? Bolo tie?
2: No. Oh my gosh. Now you're a freaking deadly misconduct character. No. Bolo was a, oh, just, uh, he's a a dancer with an extremely large member. (gasps) That, yes, that Candy hired and showcased on this last season of Real Housewives of Atlanta for Cynthia Bailey's Bachelorette Party. And it caused a sensation. Really? Yes. I bet his outfit will wind up in the Smithsonian.
1: <laughs> okay, well, we're going to find that out as soon as possible. You guys give it up in your house by yourself for Candy Burris.
2: We are so excited. We are joined by the voice of the the monologue God. In my head and God. yes, God. And <laughs> the monologue that runs through keeping up with the Joneses, the wrong family. Please welcome Candy Burris. Hi, Candy.
0: Hey, what's up everybody? Um, we're talking to the people that are listening, correct? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes.
2: What's up, y'all? And there are real people we think. Um, we have not had we have not had visual confirmation of that, but the checks keep coming. So we're doing this.
1: Yes, absolutely. Now, for the listener, you need to know Candy is stunning us right now. Okay. Full glam. She is full glam, just serving it. And I said, Yes, on a Monday, give us that. Teach us how to elevate ourselves. Well, you didn't want to
0: see me before I put this makeup on. <laughs>
1: Now, Megan, you have some questions you would like to ask first, and I want to allow you that time.
2: Thank you. Wow. I really appreciate that. So, Candy, I am a huge fan of Real Housewives of Atlanta. So I would first like to know, as a fan of yours and your family, how your family is doing. Oh, my family is doing great. Um, Today
0: was Blaze's first day of school. Oh, wow. I put her in a school. And she needs to get some structure.
2: <laughs> some, yes, some socialization. Yes, yes. Wow, Blaze's uh, first day of school. Now, do they take little po- little photos still?
0: Well, I took a picture, but she wouldn't pose. Okay. You know, still. <laughs> so I didn't post it. But um, it, she's. I put her in a year-round school that's here in Atlanta uh-huh. that starts like they start at like you know when they're babies, then go all the way up to oh. April. That so, yeah, but I I thought it was really a good idea for her to start. Um, Ace has been in school since he was two, so she's a year and a half, so she's a little bit earlier than him.
1: How did it feel? Did you have emotions,
0: girl? I was happy to drop her off. (laughs) 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 No, no, I mean, um. You know, I always say Blaze is a COVID baby. And what I mean by that Uh is, you know, she was born in November. The world got shut down in March. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right after that. So she really didn't get a chance to be around people a lot for a whole year of her life. And so in the last couple of months, she's just really been able to, you know, get out and she loves it. So um, I just felt like it would be better for, like you said, socialization for her to be around Mm -hmm. other children. You know, get used to yeah. You know, yeah.
1: people. Yeah. People who aren't you, yeah. basically. I what basically. You're
2: saying, like, we need her to we need her to be normal. And I was about to be like big fan of Blaze. I mean I've never met. Big fan of her. Follow her on Instagram. Um, okay, switching gears a little bit. Have you talked to Bolo since the episode? <laughs> yes, actually I have. Okay. Was of he course. shocked with how much of just a phenomenon he became? I
0: think he definitely was surprised. I mean, first of all, let me just say this. Um, you know, when I started doing the dungeon tours, like, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. mm, I did it, well, I guess, what was that, Se- the a couple seasons ago when I did the yeah. first show. After that, I did, like, a full tour. So, yeah. me and Bolo have been cool. We've been cool for a long time. Like, I met him oh. years ago, um, okay. like, a decade ago when he first came on Candy Coated Nights, like, long time okay. ago and then um, so I've known him for a long time and then he toured with me so like we're really okay
2: oh okay and I did after- see I did know all of this I did know yeah I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah exactly you know I know so, just- entire resume ah I-
0: yeah, but he's he's an amazing performer. But right now, like, he's also um, stepping into the acting world. He's going to be on mm-hmm. the new show that Eva is actually the lead on. It's Tyler Perry's new show, um, mm, yeah. All the Quin- Queen Men. So yes, um, yes. actually one of the characters that's going to be in that show that's coming, I guess, this fall. So, you know, I'm really excited for him because it's like almost like, even though it was craziness that, you know, kind of propelled him into the public eye from our show, at least he gets to show people that he's just not a one-note type of person. He has, like, other things. He's just really talented, actually. And it's not just about Mm -hmm. the craziness of The Real Housewives. Right, right. right.
2: He's not a one-hit wonder. He's more than just a big penis, and I love (laughs) (laughs) that. Girl! (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. Now, speaking of, you know, forays into acting, I mean, you've been acting for a while now. You are the voice of this film. <sighs> do you want to do a Lifetime movie, you know, where you are on camera? How? I mean, because we'll write it for you. So you just say the <laughs>
0: <word>. <laughs> Well, actually, I was in a Lifetime movie that came out earlier this year. It was called Envy. Um, and that was my we first time... Well, you need to go back and watch it, We I know.
2: We watched, um, we watched Lust in the yeah, series. Okay, Yeah, we watched okay. Lust. Okay,
0: yes. well, Envy was part two. Um, Ooh, okay. It's the okay. second part of the Seven Deadly Sins series. Mm-hmm. So- really, really good, so you need to go back and watch it if you didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I was in that movie, and it was a really great experience working with Lifetime um, the first time around. And um, I'm, I was happy for this opportunity to continue my relationship with them, but um, it, it just kind of put me in a different lane to be mm-hmm. able to be the narrator of the movie. I've never yeah. been able... I've never had the opportunity to do something like this before. Always wanted to because since I was young... People always talked about that I've had a distinctive voice, not just a yeah. singing voice, mm-hmm. but a talking voice. So yeah. I always wanted to know, like, well, how can I, you know, be like one of the voices you hear in the commercial or the mm-hmm. voice you hear on, on something? Like, I always wanted to know, like, how could I get to do that? So this was the perfect opportunity for me. Yeah.
2: And as a working mom, I have to imagine doing voiceover is like the dream gig. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think it's just
0: you know just to me it's like an extension of me you know furthering my career as an actress you know Mm -hmm. Um, some of my friends who um, are like on the shy with me they've all talked about they've done a lot of voiceover work and and you know I'm just like okay well I would love to do that myself you know not just I still want to you know be in front of the camera and and being able to play roles but I think it just gives me um, just a broader. you know, stroke of the entertainment business in that in that lane. You know what I mean.
1: You're running the business you, as it is. Okay, oh, you 100%. are in all the
0: facets, and now <laughs> VO. Okay, we
1: love it. We love to see it.
2: Hey, well, and Naomi and I, we we watched an early cut of the movie that did not have your voiceover in it yet, and then we were given the final cut a little bit ago, and. I mean, I wasn't even saying it did change the film. Yep. like it does. Hey, it awesome yes. It yes, but it took it up a notch to be like it did. Candy is, has blessed it now. You know, yeah. it's got the Midas touch on it.
0: Well, that's exciting. I'm glad you feel that way. You know, of <laughs> course, you know, I I definitely want them to feel like I definitely I added and didn't take away. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. No, definitely. This film was executive produced and starring Vivica A. Fox as like a badass businesswoman. Do you feel yourself drawn to other projects that are led by women?
0: For sure. Okay. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, first of all, let me let me give let me give uh, Vivica her flowers right now. Um, let me just say. I've always been a fan of Vivica Fox since back in the day you know what yes. I mean as an actress especially a black female um, actress in this business like her career is is so long you yes. know and she's been <laughs> able to really stay in the game and and um, get iconic roles. So I've always um, admired that about her. And then her, she's just pleasant. You know what I mean? You know how some people you hear about that's been doing it as long as she's been yeah. doing it. Sometimes they have attitudes, they have egos. I don't get that from her. Like every time mm-hmm. I see her, she's like so cool, so nice and just just really giving of herself. So with that mm-hmm. being said, so yeah. I'm sure you know how I feel about women being um, visible in front of the camera and behind the scenes making moves, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. That's important to me for women, period. Um, I've always felt like whenever we can like step up and um, open those doors for ourselves and others and um, ensure like we can we can do this thing too. You know what I mean? It's not just a boys club. And yeah. so mm-hmm. that's important for me.
2: Yeah. Lifetime tells so many women's stories. It's like, oh, (laughs) women are sort of like, you know, the podcast hosts all the way to the executive producer on the Lifetime side. And I and I do think that's nice because if it was men making us do these crazy things, I don't think (laughs) we would like these movies as much.
0: But you know what, though? I think that um, just goes to show you the the way that the world is changing. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. like. Okay, so you know, I'm I'm not young, you know what I'm saying? I've been, <laughs> I've been I came in this industry in the entertainment business period when I was a teenager in the 90s, you know. Yeah, and, honey, escape is my life. Thank honey. You. It's my life. So trust so, me. <laughs> yes. Even when it comes to music and television, it's always been it's more men in the room than it is women, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so I commend Lifetime on, you know, really making a network that's for us as women and really hiring so many women to lead the way, you know, and Mm -hmm. to really uh, make projects that we can relate to. And, um, you know, you get what I'm
2: saying?
1: Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Isn't it it crazy to accept a lifetime achievement award when you look as young as you do? Like you're getting these icon (laughs) awards and it's like, you (laughs) are too young to be an icon.
0: (laughs) Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, I'm, I am. I'm I'm real grown, though. (laughs) um, My first cousins, they're kids. Like, I'm, like, in the middle of the Uh older cousins and the younger ones. So it's like I hang with both. And the younger ones are like, we forget you're not our age. You know what I mean? (laughs)
2: But hey, you know, I can still hang with him because people can't tell just <laughs> by looking at him. <laughs> but you know, that's how it goes. Candy, we love seeing you on screen, hearing you. What is coming up? Is there more the shy? Is there more lifetime in the pipeline? Yes. Um,
0: there's more of the shy. Um, right now, the season, um, this season of the shy is on. is, you know, doing its thing. Everybody has um, been giving me great feedback about the shy. Um, We have, I think, three more episodes left in this season. So every Sunday night, you can watch The shy. I'm a part of that. that. As well as um, next month, I'm actually about to start filming for our new Bravo show for uh, my family and the old Lady Gang restaurant.
2: Oh wow! Yeah,
0: so Man. it's gonna be lit, girl. We be we, we never run out of drama in our family. In our <laughs> no, life. okay, oh my I'll God. tell you.
2: Geez, wow, yes. are they? Them, you know I mean, because they were divas, but are they like we're about to be TV stars? Like bigger TV stars? Well, I don't even think it's like that. Like they already
0: think they're stars. You know, because <laughs> people, everywhere they go, people like, oh, my God, I birthed mama choice. You know, yeah, they people yeah. know them, So yeah. in their head, they already made it. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but it's kind of cool because we're going to get to introduce some more um, people from my family and people that work in the restaurant. So awesome. it, it's going to be crazy. But um, we start filming, um, like I said, um, next month at the top of the month. And I can only imagine how it's going to go because our day to day is crazy. Like, I'm like, wow. if they were only filming, right? Uh. But yeah, so that's <laughs> happening. And then I'm super excited because um, I'm actually one of the producers of a Broadway show that's <gasps> coming to New York this fall, October 1st. It starts, um, but it's called Thoughts of a Colored Man. And it's the first time ever that you have seven Black men starring on Broadway a Black writer, a bl- all Black producers, director. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole historic moment. And then yes. we get to go back to Broadway. Like Broadway shut down for yeah. the pandemic when they have never shut down ever. So yeah. the show mm-hmm. is amazing. I'm super excited about it. And I'm super excited to be coming back to Broadway as a producer. Yeah. <laughs> because, you yeah. know, I took Broadway in, when I was in Chicago a few years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. And um, now, like, you know how we just said, it's, like, important for us to be behind the scenes and in front. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this is very important to me, and I can't wait to see what comes of it. I can't
1: you know. wait to see that. That's I will evening. be seeing that the first week. Yeah. Okay? You're I promise ask. you that. Please.
2: Yes. They call it the Great White Way, but I think they're going to have to change the name now. <laughs> yes. It's about time. Exactly. It's about time. I mean, we I'll know call that. Them. I'll call them.
0: Yeah, they, <laughs> they've been saying that. And, um, you know, it's, it's cool because, you know, over time, things have changed and it's time to bring a little spice and a little color. <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. Not just in the background. Yeah. Not in the background dancers. Yes. yes.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, so it's 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 kind of cool. And I, I think right now is an important time for it because I think everybody is ready for it, you know?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely,
2: definitely. Well, that's
1: amazing.
0: Congrats, congrats. Just Thank hearing you.
1: your, like, things coming up, I get tired. I'm like, I gotta take a nap <laughs> because literally once you said Broadway, I said, there she go. There she go, going into another arena. And I mean, it's Awesome. It's amazing. And I'm so glad that you took a little time to talk to us today, Candy. We so appreciate it. And you really did bring this movie to life. And so well, we appreciate Thank you. you.
0: Um, you know, the movie was really good. Obviously, this yeah. was part one of a three-part series. Yes. I narrated all three. Amazing. <laughs> so, so now you know, guys, put it on your calendar. Cap. Put it on your calendar, you know, and I need everybody to tune in. Um, it's a really, really, really um good series with a lot of drama, which yes. we all mm-hmm. love. <laughs> I love it even more because I don't have to fall out with nobody and you get right. drama. No. Yeah.
2: No, you we just get to look at the gorgeous people, houses, cars. I mean, it's a very good looking film, too. Fashion. That's what I said. Yes. It's like
0: all the things that you want to see. Fashion, beauty, drama, all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I get to narrate. So good to hear from <laughs> <me ask. laughs> Yes. Oh, Candy, thanks so much. Thanks for talking to me, y'all. Thank you so much. Bye.
2: Woo! Oh my gosh. Oh, I felt like we were in the dungeon with her. That was amazing. Did you
1: did you love it? Did you love how stunning she was and how yeah. open she
2: was? Yeah, and you know what? I was feeling um, I was second guessing my um, my lack of makeup, but then I feel like I needed to come to Candy Bear Faced mm. and say, this is my truest self. Yes. Am I worthy of the dungeon?
1: <laughs> I mean, it made me want to watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. I felt bad that I didn't know Please. everything about her entire personal and family life the way you did, Megan.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Please. I would I would love for you to fall in love with Riley, Ace, and Blaze the way I have. Riley,
1: Ace, and Blaze, baby. Oh, that was so wonderful. Okay, you guys, I hope you will tune into the rest of the Keeping Up with the Joneses series because it is gonna be fun. Now, prepare yourself though, because next week we are gonna talk all about a movie called Psycho yoga instructor.
2: Oh my god, please let me read this one. Okay, Justine Grace is desperate to sort out her life, her marriage to her husband Tom, and herself. When Dominic, a handsome yoga teacher, takes an interest in her, it seems like he might be the one to finally bring happiness to her life. However, he's had. However, he has ideas that go beyond yoga. <laughs> mm. Justine must find the strength within herself to save her marriage, save her life, and survive a sociopath as he tries to seduce her into the perfect pose. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This movie sounds like it's going to its gonna give us reasons not to work out. And that means it's already my favorite film. <laughs> um, you can watch it on the Lifetime Movie Club. Naomi and I have already seen it, and wow, we can, we can tell you it, it's sexy. There's bathtubs, <laughs> there's pecs, and there's a lot of downward dog, if you know what I mean.
1: All right, you guys. Thanks for joining us on this wild ride, and we will see you next week. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN, because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This
2: podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. (laughs) I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder
1: With Chris Boniello as editor
2: and sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler. With
1: original music by Blake
2: Maples. And hosted by... Naomi and Megan us 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 I mean you you should know
1: that by now if you've gotten to this point you should know
0: that we're the host okay
2: (laughs) I it feels like we don't even need to say it but we'll put ourselves in the credits